Hello and welcome to Hugenhoff Podcast, episode 91. First of all, I'd like to apologize. We are a little bit late, and that's because I was busy with you and stuff and sort of forgot I did this, so sorry about that. Also, it is just me today, as this is kind of last minute, so next month will be better. Anyway, Yule is a busy time for everybody, so that's kind of what I'm going to talk about, Yule and traditions and some of the, like, stuff I got from my kids and stuff like that. So it's going to be a real, um, what would you say, laid-back one. It's probably not going to be a whole hour. It's definitely not going to be a whole hour either. So we'll get into that, but before I jump into that, quickly, station news. You can check out my website. That's www.hugenhoff.org. That's H-U-G-I-N-H-O-F dot org. Um... There you can pick up the uh, podcast. Uh, I suggest subscribing to the RSS because, you know, it only comes out monthly. It's easy enough to miss. So you can do that there. There's some stuff on the runes, quick stuff, links to external sites and stuff like that. Also, my email address, you can all podcast at gmail.com. So feel free to check all of that out. Remember to check out Steve's book. You can find it by searching Stephen Oaks, and You Must Be Drunk is his newest book. That's all going to be in the show notes, so check that out. If you feel like checking out my book, you can certainly do that as well. Byron Rogers, Lightbringer. I haven't written anything new, though, for a long time, so, you know, not going to advertise that forever. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. So, let us go ahead and jump into the actual podcast. Uh, Yule. Yule's a big holiday for Austria people. It's been around forever. Used to be that uh, the winters in a lot of Scandinavian countries especially were... Well, they were really bad, obviously. So you would end up traveling to see your relatives and just stay there for months and months. There's some good examples of people traveling and spending Yule with their family in the Heimskringla, which is a good book to read if you have time. Um, And the idea is, yes, you'd honor the gods, but the big thing is you would give gifts to your relatives and just spend time with your family. Giving gifts is something that's really important in Austria because... you see it come up in the sagas all the time where people will exchange gifts and the idea is i respect you enough to give you this nice thing and that's a that's a way to show you respect somebody because first of all it shows you know them well enough to get them something they like and second of all it shows that you're spending money on them which is a limited resource money represents the work that you've done over the year or whatever you don't just get money you have to work for that money so to then work hard for something and use that labor to ultimately buy somebody a gift is a nice thing anyway gifts is a big gifts is a big thing but it's also about spending time with your family Uh, that's the big one is spending time with your family Uh, but i guess where we're different than maybe other traditions there's a lot of other people like oh the gifts don't matter it's just about the gifts don't matter and the people don't matter it's something else and it's like for us the the gifts really do matter that is really a way that you're allowed to show that you love your family members by getting them things that you think they'll like that they'll like but the reason we give them gifts is because we love them and they're our family or or our ancestors or whatever 
Anyway, uh, that's not what I'm going to talk about. I was quickly going to just mention one thing. I got my kids, I have two daughters, they're a little younger than they need to be for this. It might be a little above their level, like uh, my oldest is five and I think the recommended age for this is eight. But I got them a little like programmable robot. So it uses this simple like blocky programming language and it's like the the if-then statements or whatever you're telling it to do will fit together like puzzle pieces so it's very visual so a kid can look and say, oh... I see that this pops here and this set fits here. So you don't have... Because the problem with programming languages a lot of times is there's so much like syntax that doesn't make sense. Like, why do I have to write public void? What does that mean? And it's like, yeah, sure, there's a reason that it's like that, but it's hard to understand. It's hard to understand why. And... I don't know. It's hard. It's it's hard to understand why for a kid. So if if you're like, hey, here's a book on how to code in Java, or like, let's sit down and do some Java together, and you start writing classes, that's not going to be very engaging because there's so much of that that is not going to make any sense to a child. There's a lot of that that doesn't make sense to adults. I mean, most people when they look at code, it's just it's nonsense because you have this crazy stuff where it says something like public class main public void and you're like what is going on some languages are better than others so there's that but for a kid you even python which is one of my favorite languages because i think it's pretty straightforward is is going to be hard for a kid to understand because it's just a bunch of words. But what I love about this is it's like they're blocks and they're different colors. So the blocks that make like the robot move are green and the if-then statements, which we're not that far yet, but the if-then statements would be yellow and the sensor statements are blue, I think. So you can look at it and it makes sense visually. So anyway, the point is, I got my kids this because I want them to get into programming because I think that's a field that has a lot of potential. So I want to teach them young, so that's an option. Excuse me. If they choose not to go into programming, that's fine. But I do want it to be an option. So I'm trying to give them those skills. So I was trying to get some like good uh, educational toys this year. And then my sister, um, I think I suggested it, but she got it. So I was super appreciative. Got them a little science kit because I want them to have like a little bit of background in science as well. Cause that's like, this is the other super important field, you know, science, medicine, those things are going to be around. Those things are going to grow more. Accounting probably will too. It's just, um, yeah, I guess accounting is not as exciting or yeah, accounting's not as exciting as the other fields. Like, if you're like, oh, my kid's a doctor. It's like, oh, that's cool. Doctors are cool. Or my kid's a scientist. It's like, oh, that's awesome. She's a scientist. She's, like, unraveling the universe. If you're like, oh, my kid's a programmer. You're like, oh, they're making, like, artificial intelligence. But if you're like, my kid's an accountant, that's not exciting. It's super important. We need accountants. Accountants are brilliant people. I do very simple accounting. I need enough accounting to, like, I need to understand accounting well enough to make a database work. That's about as far as I go. Because accounting is legitimately hard, and it's legitimately a skill that is a good skill to have, and it will make you lots of money because we are going to need 
accountants for the foreseeable future, but I can't get excited about accounting. So if my kids go into accounting, I will be super proud of them, but I'll be less excited. So that's just a roundabout way of saying, though it's not really fair, I didn't get them any accounting toys, and I probably won't. I'm not going to get them little like T-account ledger books, because it's just not exciting. That's not fair, but uh, that's the way it is. I'm going to get them science kits, and I'm going to get them doctor kits, and I'm definitely going to get them like programming kits, and I mean, I just did get them a build-your-own-robot kit, but I'm not getting them accounting kits, so you know, uh, uh, maybe I should, but I, you know what, also, and it's because accounting isn't fun and exciting, if, if you look at like, you look for like some STEM toys, there's not a lot of uh, like pretend to be accountant toys out there. There's all sorts of science kits and there's all sorts of programming kits. And there's, there's a lot of uh, like doctor kits. Uh, little kids especially always have doctor kits. But you don't really have like junior accountant kits. Uh, it's just a different thing. Anywho, uh, all I was saying with that is I was super excited to get them this kit to like hopefully get them into programming. And so, yeah, that was cool. But really, that's all just a segue into what I'm actually going to talk about today, which is tradition. So I've noticed talking to people, friends of mine, there's a decent number of people who just don't like tradition. They're like, oh, no, what do you have to have tradition? Just do your own thing. Be your own person. And I was like, okay. I guess I see where you're coming from. The idea is like, well, there's two ideas. One idea is you should be an individual and not do traditions because traditions are what other people made. And then the other idea is like traditions are a waste of time. So I'll look at both of those. The one that is just like fiercely individualist that says you shouldn't do anything that other people do. You should just be your own person and come up with your own things. Well, first of all, you can follow traditions and still be your own person. Let's be honest about that. I watched the ball drop on New Year's, but I'm still a unique individual. Just because I watched the ball drop doesn't mean that I'm some sort of like generic person who's exactly like everybody else in the world. So for that reason, the argument's not good. Secondly, if you, if you decide to not do a thing because other people do a thing. So you say, since it is a tradition, I will not do it. You're still not being an individual. You're still letting society control you. It's just that you're doing the opposite of what they say instead of what they actually say. So if I, if I said to myself, oh, I sure would like to watch the ball drop, but that's a tradition, so I can't do it because I'm an individual, that's not really making my own decisions and being an individual. That's letting society control me. So in that way, the argument doesn't work. So I don't think that's a great argument. The other argument I think is more valid, like, well, what's the point? Why bother doing these traditions? That's fair. Why bother? Why, what if I don't want to stay up till midnight? New Year's Eve is just another day. So why don't I just, like, <clears throat> I don't know, play some video games and go to bed? Because it, that's arguably more fun. And that's, like, that's fair. That's a fair thing to ask. But I want to look at it for a moment. Uh, first of all, New Year's in, in particular, I think there is some use to that tradition. And generally, that's why we have traditions, because they do something. They do something good for us. So the New Year's tradition... 
So the thing about the New Year's Eve tradition that I like is it has us reflect on the year and decide if we've done the right things or the wrong things throughout the year. So you could make the argument that you don't need the New Year's tradition. You should be reevaluating your life choices on a yearly basis, and that can be any day. So the New Year's tradition is arbitrary in that sense. Or even that you should do it every day, and there's a lot of truth to that. You should think about your life every day. You should think about, are you living your life to the fullest? Are you accomplishing what you want? You should be thinking about that every day. But the thing that I like about New Year's is it's, it's, it's a time to remind yourself to do that. You know, it's so easy to get busy with kids or whatever else it might be. Kids or just life in general. I use kids because I have kids. But it's so easy to get busy with life in general and all this stuff that you're doing that you forget to reevaluate and say, the things that I'm spending my energy on, are those really worth spending my energy on? Do I really want to put all this time into this thing that I'm doing? Or maybe not. So I think that yearly it's good to reevaluate that. And that's why we have traditions. Or that's one reason that we have traditions. So that we can take time to reevaluate things. So the New Year's tradition is great because it gives us a chance to reevaluate the things that we're doing. So in that sense, I think it's really useful Though ultimately, there's no reason that you'd have to share that with anybody else. That could just be your own thing. But that's still an example of maybe why traditions aren't useless. I think there's another thing that's cool that you kind of connect to a larger group or a larger set of people by doing traditions. And I think that that has a certain amount of power itself. Like... Uh, it's kind of hard to explain why, but it, it's neat and nice to be part of a bigger group. And when you're celebrating New Year's, for example, you're part of a larger group. Um, my bloats that I do are very similar to the ones that my go they did, you know, when I was in that kindred. And I really like that. There's a lot of traditions that he had in his kindred that I've carried on in my kindred, and it makes me feel like I'm part of something bigger, like my kindred's part of something larger than just itself, because we've got these traditions that go back, you know, to to the old kindred. And that feels good, because it feels like I'm sort of honoring John and what he thought was important, so I, I really like tradition in that sense, too. That kind of, like, makes you part of a community, and I think that's good. And I had something else come up, speaking of traditions. I can't remember exactly what it was that I was doing, but I was doing something, maybe he's playing cards with the kids or something, but it's just, it's something that reminded me of my grandma, because uh, it was, I guess not exactly a tradition, but it, it was something that I always did with my grandma, and it was nice that I, like, was doing this thing with the girls, and I sort of had a flashback to, to doing the same thing with my grandma, and it was really nice, because I... I like my grandma. Obviously, most people do. Um, I really like my grandma. I had really good. I had a really good times with her. So when I remembered that, it was really nice. It was just one of these things where I was like, um, I I get to take a little bit of time, and and take a little time out of my day and think about my grandma. You know, I wouldn't have thought to do that. 
but something happened and I thought of grandma and I was like this is this is really nice I can think about this person who is such a huge part of my life and so one of the traditions that we've started is making gingerbread houses and I sort of hope that the girls continue that because I think it'd be great that if when they had their kids, they could make gingerbread houses and they'd have that same experience where they'd be like, oh, I remember when I did this with my dad. And it's, it's just nice to have that connection and traditions are a good way, especially unique traditions that you just your family do are a really nice way to just remind you of where you come from, remind you of your own family and, you know, it just forces you to think about where you come from in your family every year. Traditions are usually yearly, every year or so. And I think, I think that's a really cool thing. Um, like we've done, we've done some other traditions. We now have the tradition that um, we have bloat right after we open gifts. I, I was thinking about doing it the other way around, but the, the, I feel like you'd have to ask a lot to... to go to bloat and then open gifts because you know the kids are all excited about opening presents but we added that tradition or we have that tradition then we have the tradition that we always eat at chinese restaurant on christmas i don't know where that started my wife and i started that before we even had kids i don't know if we just thought it was funny or what but we started that and apparently her family or some people in her family do the same thing so it's like it ends up that that is a tradition that's now been going for two generations. So that's a fun one. And uh, we have a number of other traditions that, that I like. But yeah, what I think is important about traditions is they remind you that you're connected to something greater. Because a lot of these traditions are new traditions. And that's because I just don't have a huge number of traditions in my family. I wish I could do old traditions. So, you know, like, it connects me to the immediate past. Like when I was making the gingerbread house with the girls this year, it reminded me of when I made the gingerbread house with the girls last year. And it reminded me of, like, how much better we are at making gingerbread houses. Like, they've come a really long way. They are really helpful in the process where it used to be you know they were just in, in the way so that's really rude but you know when kids are young you want to get them involved because you want to spend time with them but they're not actually making anything easier and that's what it was like last year and this year there were you know certain things that they can actually do because they've gotten so much bigger and they've gotten so much better at stuff that there's actually some places where they're really helpful and I'm sure next year it'll be even more that way and you know five years from now they can be doing the bulk of the work and it's going to be fun to see them develop so I really like the idea of a tradition even that I start just now I like the idea of a tradition that like connects me to um, the past because I can always think well I remember the first gingerbread house we did I remember all these gingerbread houses we did and I see how much we've changed and grown as a family and as people and that's really great it just it like breaks things into this like yearly view of the past where you can kind of think about how much people are changing you know especially if you have kids and I think that's cool um, I really like the idea of bigger traditions that like my family did and you know we put up a tree and um, 
the kids deck ride it. And that's that's kind of nice because that's something that I did as a kid. So, you know, that maybe and that's definitely something Lauren did as a kid and she very much likes it because she remembers deck riding the tree and she remembers being excited about deck riding the tree and how much fun it was. And now the kids have that too. So the kids get that joy of decorating the tree. That's a plus. But another big thing is Lauren gets that like moment to reminisce about when she was a kid and her decorating the tray. So I think that's a really cool thing that traditions give us. They let us remember our past. Um, so yeah, I think that's really neat. I, I really like uh, traditions. It just kind of like lets you connect to the past more. And a lot of people will have these traditions that go back for ages and they'll be like, oh yeah, I know that my great-great-great-grandmother was doing this too, and then all of a sudden you have a connection to your great-great-great-grandmother, which is great. Um, everybody sort of has that, but not really. It's like, I don't know when we started watching like the ball drop for New Year's, but uh, Christmas and before that, Yule, that's been going on forever. We've probably been sharing gifts with our families like since prehistory so that's one that connects us to even our really old ancestors and that's good and that's i like that and i like to think about that because you can you can read like people exchanging gifts at yule and the saga so you feel like you're a part of something bigger but it's like a really broad big thing like society in general has been doing this forever i think it'd be really cool to have like a tradition that connects that uniquely connects you to like your great great grandmother for example and a lot of people do have that like they do a certain tree or they do a certain decoration or they do a certain food food is super popular and uh, super important there's something special about food you know it's, it's what makes us not die it's what gives us our life so uh, preparing food for your family and your kin members is is a really cool thing because it's like sim um because literally it's what keeps them alive because it's food so food is just necessarily important to people so i think that's why it's oftentimes food but there'll be some dish that your great that was your great grandmother's recipe and it's been made the same way for like generations and i love the idea of that because you really feel like well i'm not tied like in the general sense to the past I'm specifically tied like to my great grandmother because of this recipe. So I, I think uh, older traditions like that are really cool too. Now, I, I think the argument against tradition is always going to be you don't need these reminders. You can just take a moment to think about your family and you can just take a moment to think about your grandma if she's important to you. And yeah, I guess you could. I guess you could write it down and hope that you remember to do it every year. Sure. But there's something extra special when it comes up on its own, when it comes up unbidden. Because there's certain times and certain holidays that I try to think about, like my ancestors and, and my grandparents and people who have become, and people who came before me. But I really think it feels much more special when there's this thing that we did together and I just get this memory of this grandmother or grandfather or important person to me not called for at all it just comes up there's something just like really 
pleasant and even magical about that moment where you just unbidden have this memory that's a really pleasant memory and i think traditions is something that makes like that makes that happen so i think that we should definitely keep doing traditions even if they're silly traditions like we watch monty pythons every new year's eve we watch monty pythons and then we watch the ball drop and it started because i usually had my friends over and well you know tv especially like nbc before the ball drops tv it's it's just terrible there's nothing good on at like 11 o'clock or 11:30 when you're waiting for the ball to drop <laughs> And we all like Monty Python, so I had the Monty Python DVDs, and we put them in, and we watched them, and then, like, I put a timer on my phone, and five minutes before the ball drops, we turned that off, and we watched a ball drop, and it, it's a silly tradition, but um, my friends couldn't come over today, or this year, because they were working and stuff, which is totally understandable, we just moved the Twelfth Night blow, like, back to the weekend, but I was watching the ball drop, with my wife but we were like oh we always watch Monty Pythons and I watched Monty Pythons and then it got me thinking about my other kindred members and kin members and it was really nice it was like I'm so glad that we do this tradition even though it's a totally silly thing it reminds me of these people who are like hugely important to me and and you know no matter what happens if they move away or you know when you're talking about grandparents when they die um you're still going to have this thing that reminds you of them every time you do it. And, and that's nice. It just shows that even after someone is gone, if that's like they've died or they're in another state or whatever, you, you still have a connection to them. And it's these traditions that bring that connection up and, and just make you feel close to the people that you share that tradition with. So anyway... Um, Long story short, I think traditions are super important, um, which is nothing new. I've talked about this before. I've talked about how I like traditions. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to talk about traditions a little bit and some of the traditions that we have in our family and why I think that they're not useless and they're super important. So I think I'm just going to go ahead and wrap up. I don't want to ramble on. I've said what I need to say, uh, but to wrap everything up, I think traditions are super cool. I think they're super important because they remind us that we are part of a larger group and they connect us to these other people sharing traditions. So I really love family traditions because they connect us to all of our family, all of our family that started those traditions and carried out those traditions we are connected to now because we are purposely doing something in action to have something in common. And I just think that's a really great thing. So I like traditions. Everybody out there, if you have traditions, keep doing them. I think they're great. If you don't have traditions, maybe make a, make some. I, I made a lot of traditions. Some are dumb, some are cool, but I made a lot of traditions, and I'm really glad I did. So, everybody, thank you very much for listening, um, and I guess I will see you next month. So, keep in mind, if you want to download the podcast or just check out my website, you can do that by visiting my website, which is www.hugenhoff.org. And you can send me emails there at huguenhoffpodcast at gmail.com. Check out Steve's book, Stephen Oaks, on Amazon. He's got a bunch there. And we will see you next month. Fra hell.
Thank you.